Hello, world. This is Kara. And this is Elizabeth. And you're listening to In Transit. Two triathletes take on the world. Kara, I just want to say um, congratulations. We've got Thanks. big news coming up in just a second. We're <laughs> yeah, not going to give it all away. It's kind of crazy, but exciting at the same time. Yeah, I'm excited. I just did a little dance. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a really jam-packed show, actually. Yeah, we do. We've got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of feedback from listeners, and we have some, a race review, mm-hmm. and we have some upcoming plans to cover, so well, we might as well get started here. What do okay. you want to talk about first? Um, I'm so excited. I want to hear about your race. So okay, let's okay. go ahead and get that in here. And and oh, who, Tribumer was doing all the commentation here. Yes, our buddy Tribumer, he uh, was cool enough to come out and watch the race as a spectator because he's training for Ironman uh, Florida coming up, and it, he he had a rest day, so he just came out to watch. This is really cool, and he recorded for for us, and he also took pictures. So thank you so much. Yeah, that's Tribumer. really cool. And so yeah, you'll see upcoming here, but I'll give you a little intro. It was the Monster Triathlon in Keller, Texas, which is just north of Fort Worth, and it was a sprint distance triathlon, and it says in the audio the distances, so I won't duplicate that, but basically uh, it was a really good race, and I guess we'll just play the audio and not re-explain everything here. Okay, so here's so, Tri Boomer's commentation of the Monster Tri. Yeah, and there's several clips, um, lots of different clips that all tie together. So, enjoy. Alright, so we're at the Monster Tribe, me and Tribe Boomer here. And it's about to start. We are in the pool area getting ready. And they have some Halloween music going, you can hear. And they have a smoke machine too, so it's all spooky. And people are wearing costumes, some pretty good ones. So, you think? Yeah, it's a um, scene. We had Elvis directing us uh, into the parking lot. We've seen the Grim Reaper. I saw a pirate. And a girl whose costume is a fl- looks like she's riding a flamingo. It's really funny. And those are just the volunteers because the racers don't put costumes on until um, the run part. Well, I'd like to see that. Yeah. I'd oh, like the, to see costume. No, no, I'd like to see somebody wear a costume all the way through. Oh, During yeah. the swim, you know. That would be. I wonder what kind of costume that would have to be. It had to be pretty creative. <laughs> I think probably the first time you uh, get out of the water and uh, go in outside there, you'll feel it. Oh, yeah, it's a little chilly out there. Yeah, it's only in the high 60s out there with a little bit of a wind, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I think I'll be all right. Yeah, so you feel, uh, other than nervous, you feel all right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always get a little anxious, and I know I'll be fine, but... You know, I don't, and plus I've never done this one before, so. Well, this is the first time for this one, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's the first time for everyone here, so that'll be interesting. So, uh, what are the distances? 300 meter pool swim, um, 11.7 mile bike, and 5k run. Very good, very good. Yeah. And, um, oh, hey there. Sure. That's long. No, it's a good. Have you done a pool swim? Yeah. So you stay on the right side, and then when I come back, I'll stay on the right side. Side again, so I'll be going this side. That's correct. Then do I cross over here? And then you go. That right side. And then you go under the lane and go back down, 
and then go back down the next lane. You go under the rope and go back down the next lane. You're welcome. I, I don't think I convinced her. <laughs> well, well the, the nice thing is that um, you'll be able to see the people ahead of you and see what they do and everything yeah, will be okay. That's the benefit of not being the super fast swimmer. That's right. You, you have to watch, watch them out. So now, is this your um, last uh, try of the season? Yes. Yes. So this is it. Gonna do it. You know, that's Jason out with a bang. Very good. Very <laughs> good. Costume. Too. Excellent. So, yeah, that's all for now, I guess. Okay. But, okay. Do you get in line and uh, I'll catch up with you later. Okay. Cool. And the first athlete is in the water. We're starting at eight second intervals. In the water um, pool swim. 300 meters. It's a 50 meter pool. So we've got six lengths of the pool. And this race is started. Three, two, one, go. Beat first entry. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Kara's next up. See if we can get a picture of her. She's on deck. And she's off. Go, Kerr! During the swim, the athletes are separated by eight seconds. They stand on the deck, and the timing official uh, gives them a countdown, tells them to jump in and feet first, and says, so three, two, one, go. Kara's in the pool and she has already caught the athlete that started ahead of her on the first 50 meters and she's headed back uh, down uh, the, the second lane to uh, complete her first 100 meters. Go Kara! The way a pool swim works is how the athletes get in the water is when the athlete registers for the race as part of their entry form they put down their time to finish the swim and uh, then the race director takes those times and seeds the athletes from the fastest to the slowest so that athlete number one would be the athlete that put down the fastest time and athlete number last would be the athlete to put in the slowest time now for the inexperienced uh, triathlete or swimmer who may not really know their time um, you know, they put down their best guess, but it may be um, wrong. They may have seated themselves a little too fast or a little too slow, which then means that they, there's a chance for a bottleneck uh, in the race. So that uh, the faster swimmers end up uh, crawling over the slower swimmers, and the slower swimmers uh, end up having uh, to be getting passed. Kara here is doing great. I've counted where she has passed at least six different swimmers, and she's coming in on her last length and she's got three men ahead of her and at the pace that she's gone she looks like she's going to overtake those guys too and it's going to be a bit of a a bit of a crowd getting out of the pool but she's looking strong she's got a good even stroke going and um, I think she's going to be happy with the swim time here she comes out of the water what would that have done? would that have stopped yeah. it? yeah oh that's perfect go 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 and Kara has gone into transition
This famed fast transition times that she has. Oh, it looks like we've got a little bit of a mist out here, just a slight bit of rain. And she's off. She's looking strong, she's looking good, and she was out uh, quick. She's going to have under two minute transition time for sure. And we'll uh, catch back with you uh, when she comes back in. Just saw Tom Ryan, the race director. He's dressed up uh, sort of like a, a Brazilian uh, carnival dancer, all in drag. Uh, the girl from Ipanema, or um, the Chiquita brand uh, girl. He's having a good time. Uh, we got a picture of him there. Hopefully, we'll get that up on the uh, on the website. Right now, Kara has been on the race course, uh, on the bike course, uh, probably about uh, five minutes. And it started to rain. Uh, we got uh, light rain, drizzle. Not too bad though, and uh, don't think it's going to be that uh, too bad for the for the athletes out there. No uh, safety issues, um, and uh, she'll probably be back. Um, shoot, 35, 40 minutes or so. Go, Carol! She's just in off the bike. She's in T2. Let's see what happens here. She's found her spot. Go, Kara! Oh, look at this. Kara is a cheerleader. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It must be Halloween. She's got the pom-poms. She has the skirt. Here we go. And she's out of T2 and on the run. Go, go! Okay, here's uh, Vicki Ryan, a co-race director. Vicki, good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm awesome, thanks. Hey. Monster Tri, how'd you come up with this idea for a triathlon? You know, we started with the themes with Disco and had a great success with Disco. And it's the end of the year and we thought we'd have a little bit of fun and go out at the end of the year with a big party. Sure. Now, in, you had Disco, you have Monster, there was one other theme. We have Iceman. Iceman. Uh-huh. And we have Texas Man. Texas Man. Uh-huh. Fabulous, fabulous. These triathlons are always uh, a lot of fun. You always have a nice uh, turnout, and it just seems to be a whole lot of fun. We have a great time, Adam, and it's all about fun. I mean, competition's one thing, but we try to add the fun aspect to it. Sure. How long have you been doing race directing? Uh, five years now. Five years? Yeah. Wow. You're pro at this now. Uh, know about that, but we yeah. try hard. Sure. How many people uh, did you have here today? 350. That's great. That's yeah. a great turnout for a first time. First time and end of the year. It's a little chilly and people yeah. are tired, but we're very excited. It's fabulous. Right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Vicki. You're welcome. Here comes our cheerleader. There's the one sneaking. Right turn here. Turn to your right. There we go. Number 268. Number 268. Kara Harmon from Dallas. That's it, Kara. That is good for a wear of some costume today. Number two. So, Kara, how was it? It was good. It was fun on the run part. I was a cheerleader, and I cheered, I think, every person I passed. That is great. It was fun. It was kind of, it took a lot of energy, actually, to keep cheering people up. I bet it did. But uh, I had a really good run time, actually. I think, like, a PR for me. Like, well, in a triathlon, maybe. I don't know. I don't know yet, because I don't know. I wasn't sure the official times, but I think you were uh, sub-30. We'll see.
it was really good, um, and I, don't, I have no clue what my times are, but I passed people on every part, so yep. I feel good about it. You look like you're really doing well on the swim. Oh, really? I yeah. felt pretty good. I passed quite a few people, but yeah, it was good. It looks smooth. I'll wait till uh, the uh, official time grab, but it was a fun race, even though it's raining harder now, but it, it wasn't too bad when I was out there, so it was good. It's good. Well, you look strong. Thanks. She's finished uh, her race. 30 minutes left, and now she's standing out on the court in her cheerleader costume, cheering on the spectators in the middle of a driving rain. She has a smile from ear to ear. I have never seen anybody so excited cheering people on a sprint triathlon. Billy has Oscar the Grouch. Won $25 to Sonetsky uh, and $30 from Cozumel's for 50 bucks. Thank you, Billy. Thanks for hearing out. We had an outstanding setup. You're welcome. We can do that later. Okay, our best female outfit was right down. Where's that little ladybug? The buzzing buzz. The bug. I saw her in here. She's a little bee. The killer bee was voted as our best female overall outfit. Is she not here? Well, second was based on energy in the outfit and was our cheerleader over here. Yay! Get your award. She also received $25 from Sutterski and $20 from Cozumel's. Thank you. Everything. That's fabulous. What'd you get? $25 to Skeen. Sun and Ski and $20 to Cozumel. So we're having lunch. That's awesome. That's fabulous. Good call. Yeah, I'm glad I dressed up. Female, 25 to 29. First place, number 268, Kara Harris. There you go. Time, 116.03. I don't think Carrie expected that. I thought she did well, but she wasn't sure. Kudos, girl. You go. What was that? What was that? Can I quote you on that? Holy crap. I said, holy cow. I don't know how I did that. That's great. Oh, my God. Look at that. Bringing home the hardware. I won, and I won two things. Oh, my God. That's awesome. That is fabulous. What did you say, 119? 119 and change, yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't someone faster than me in my age group, but... Well, you did great. Well, alright. Holy cow, I can't believe this. I'm, I'm speechless. <laughs> no, you... First place. Wow. Yeah. This is a cool award, too. What, what is it? It's a, um... It says R.I.P. and has a cat on it, and it's a, a gravestone. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> so you know you're doing this race next year to defend your title. Yes. <laughs> that is so crazy. The reigning champion of the age group. I can't believe I won for the race, but also the costume. So yeah, I think that audio turned out pretty good. Thanks, Tri-Boomer. And so, Kara, what are your thoughts about the race? I mean, what the heck? I am still, you know, it's Monday, and I'm in all the races yesterday. 
so it hasn't been that long. Yeah. But I'm still in shock. I cannot believe that I uh, <laughs> won my age group. I And the costume contest, I got second place for women. So that, <laughs> that was really, really cool. And I got some cool prizes. I mean, I got like $45 worth of prizes. Jeez. So, yeah, some gift certificates to a Mexican restaurant and to a sports store. So that's right on. really, really cool. Right on. Um, oh, but I have the, re- the official results, so uh, those aren't mentioned in the audio. easy to f- find. You're at the top there, Kara. <laughs> so here's, here's what the times were. Um, just to, to repeat once more, the distances, the swim is 300 meters, 12-mile bike, and a 5K run. Okay, and here's... And there were 16 people in your age group. Yeah, and yeah, that was what was amazing. I found out, you know, I didn't, I had no clue how many people were in my age group until I got home and the results were posted like later that night. Mm-hmm. There's 16 people. I, okay, that's just so cool. I Kara, am seriously? so shocked because usually, usually where I get beat is the run because mm-hmm. I there's always someone that's like a seven minute mile or just something yeah. where they can make up a lot of time. Right. And usually the bike, I'm I'm pretty good, and then the the swim, I'm kind of like average, mm-hmm. but. I usually get, you know, knocked out of the, the, the running. Okay, what were your scores? What were your scores? Okay, okay. Um, Our time scores. <laughs> what were your scores? Ten. No. Um, okay. The swim, I did it in 620, which was a 100 meter of 156 mm-hmm. split time. And then the T1 was 102, just over a minute. I That's was happy great. with that. Yeah. And then the bike... It was 12 miles. I did it in 38 minutes, 52 seconds, which they have an average as 18.5. But on my, I had my bike computer on, and it said 19.2, and that was even with pushing my bike in and out of transition. So I, that might be a little off. I think um, it was actually a little longer than the course was longer than the they, than how they figured it out. Yeah, so that yeah. could make my time look slower, or yeah. my average look slower. Right, that's but anyway, I mean, even though 18.5, yeah, I'm yeah. so happy. I would have been so stoked <laughs> with that. that, yeah. I just thought it was a little faster. But anyway, and then T2, I did it in... This, I was really shocked because <laughs> I changed, I put my a costume Cheerleading on. Cheerleading costume on. Cheerleading costume on. Grabbed your pom-poms. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> and it, I did it in 1 minute, 19 seconds. That's great. But you got well, really super fast times anyway. Yeah, my T2 times are usually under a minute. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it definitely, it probably added like 30 seconds on, which... Right. Hey, that's not too bad. Yeah. Costume on. Yeah. And then the run, I had a really good run. Well, for me, really good pace. My pace was 9.13. I finished in 28.32. That is rock, and that's good. Yeah, that's and so I good. seriously think that having a cheerleader costume on helped me because, you know, <laughs> the whole cheerleader persona, you had to be, like, peppy and stuff. And so I felt like I had, it was almost like, your it, own to, cheerleading. to be the character, I had to run faster, you know? Yeah. And it, so maybe I should just dress up as a cheerleader for no, my No, no, you should. be awesome. <laughs> no, but anyway, um, so my overall time was 116.03. That's awesome. And I was, I, yeah, again, I'm just freaking shocked, but I'm so stoked on that. I mean, what a way You're a whole minute it. faster than the number oh, two. Oh, yeah, the second person in my, second girl in my age category did it in 117.10. So yeah. Yeah, over a minute. A minute seven. Yeah. That's a long time <laughs> when you're talking race times, you and, know? And, yeah, the craziest thing of it all is first that I had, you know, the costume part of it. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, second, that it was raining during the event, too, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I'm just really, really stoked. Um, That's awesome. And it was really fun cheering on people afterward, because well, uh, yeah. I was dressed as a cheerleader, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I stood there for Yeah, a while. check out the website, you guys, because the pictures are great. Yeah, yeah, I put some up there. They turned out good, thanks to Tri Boomer. Yeah. Okay. And, so, oh, I couldn't be there this weekend because I was moving. Yeah, so, so she's finally... I missed all athletics this weekend altogether. In Plano now, just north of Dallas, so... Yeah, I'm Tri Boomer's neighbor. <laughs> on the same side of the Metroplex Thank now. goodness, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you are only a couple miles from Tri Boomer. That's yeah. cool. Anyway, okay, so yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up the Monster Tri... Yeah, way, way, congratulations. really fun. Oh, and before I forget, it was the first year for the Monster Tribe. Mm -hmm. This is the first time they've done it. Was it it, really organized? Yeah, it was great. It's put on by the Dallas Athletes, Dallas Athletic Club. Mm -hmm. They, um, it's Tom and Vicky Ryan that are the race directors, and they are great. Mm-hmm. Tom is Tom's hilarious, hilarious. Dude, yeah. he did, They are the same people that, um, or he was the race director at um, Texas Man, too. Mm-hmm. So they, they just put on really great races. I would definitely recommend them if you're looking for uh, good races to check out. Right. Dallas Athletes. Um, and really good turnout. And I, I really like the, the area, the natatorium there, the mm-hmm. pool. Freaking nice pool. Yeah, it's a 50-meter pool, too, yeah. so that made the swim a lot nicer. And just... Yeah, the whole setup, it was it was just a really great race. Mm, good. I, I really, really liked it. Good, good. So, so check out them for sure. Yeah. Good. Okay, so <laughs> there's my long review, but it, it was just so, great. So, yeah, I am so excited that you got freaking first place, Karen. This I is know, your first, first that's, place, that's isn't it? That's a PR for me. I've, I've placed before, in my first year triathlon, I placed... Well, I think I got fourth once and, like, third once or something. I have to look back, actually. I don't even remember how sad is that. But, well, you um, won't forget your first place. But then. I've never, yeah, never gotten placed first in my age group. So That's I'm so really, cool. So I'm really, really, really good. excited. I am totally shocked, too. So Good. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I wonder how uh, Jetpack did on his race. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to get a review. A yeah, race review. He, but speaking of Jetpack, he left a voicemail for us, uh, commenting on our some of our latest shows and just random things he Yeah. <laughs> um, well actually he was saying thanks for uh mentioning his birthday because happy oh, yeah, happy belated right. Tyler, his birthday was on the 14th. I hope he had a good one, but I tried to give him a call um, yesterday, but he must, I'm sure he was busy with his mm-hmm. race stuff, but hopefully I'll talk to him soon so we can find out how his race went. Okay, but so anyway, here's a voicemail from him. Yeah, here's a voicemail from Jetpack. And then followed by another voicemail from Train Driver. Yeah, and Train Driver is, Jetpack is in Normandy Beach, New Jersey, but he's all over the country all the time because he's a commercial pilot, or right. yeah, commercial pilot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um, and then train driver is in Ohio. Is no. Where is that? Omaha. Oh, he's in Nebraska. I knew it started with an O. <laughs> Who's in Ohio? Wait a second. We got a Triceratops. That's it. That's in it. Cleveland. That's who I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, yeah. Here's a voicemail from Jetpack and one from train driver. Kara and E, how's it going? It's Tyler, A.K.A. Jetpack. I can't believe I didn't know about this phone number to leave voicemails. I'm so excited. I just got done listening to show number 15. I don't know how I missed it, if you guys talked about it before, uh, but this is cool. I'm so glad I could call and leave you voicemails now. 
Uh, I'm sitting in, where am I? Oh, Charlottesville, Virginia. I'm going to fly out to Mississippi tonight, then back to New York. Oh, and I'm flying uh, Eli Manning uh, for all you sports nuts out there, uh, taking him back to New York. Uh, just wanted to call, say hello. Great show, show number 15. Really enjoyed it. Lots of good content. And thanks for the little birthday note there I heard in there. Yep, it's October 14th, turning 36. Oh, boy. Anyway, um, and Kara, uh, going to let you know how it turns out on that day in November that I told you about. Wink, wink. Can't wait. Really excited about it. And the New York City Marathon coming up in less than 30 days now. Uh, I was in Chicago yesterday, and I ran my first ever 20 miles. So I'm getting up there. It took me uh, three hours, 42 minutes. That was about 11-minute pace. And my uh, dogs are barking at me today, a little sore, but I'm going to go walk it off. And uh, catch, on some, catch up on uh, some of your other shows. I'm a little behind. But I just listened to 15. That was great. Uh, talk to you guys later. And uh, keep the emails coming. Bye. Kara, Elizabeth, train driver here. Just wanted to say how much I enjoyed your show, number 15. Um, I thought your debate on the subjects of who can be an Ironman and marathon training was right on. Respect the sport. Keep up the good work. Okay, so thanks Jetpack and Train Driver for your comments, and we're really excited that uh, about the reception of our last show. It went over well. We also have a couple emails we want to talk about. Speaking of our last show, mm-hmm. uh, you want to read the one from April? Yeah, um, this is from April. She is. Uh, if you want to check out her blog, it's Big Girls Do Try dot blogspot dot com. Yeah, uh, April is our li- a listener out in Boston. Yeah, Massachusetts. We've, yeah. Gosh, we've had so many Boston encounters this last couple of weeks. Isn't it strange? Yeah, it is. I, Boston's pretty sweet. I love Boston. Okay. So, anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, here's what she has to say about the show. She said, uh, thanks for the constant entertainment and inspiration. I also want to thank you for an honest discussion about the article about novice runners and athletes. That's what we talked about on the last show. Uh-huh. Um, she says she's a five foot two, almost 300 pounds, uh, triathlete. She said, scary. I know I've always been a fan of triathlon. I always said I would do a triathlon when I, when I lose weight, I never lost the weight after doing a 10 mile charity bike at the beginning of the summer, not having biked in years, I decided to try a sprint triathlon in August. She, um, she said, I finally found something that makes me get out of bed and hit the road. And it, that's knowing that I have a race coming up. And then if I don't get my butt out there, I'm going to have a heart attack one race, on race day. Um, I have a half marathon coming up, and I will do a run, the run-walk thing. No matter what I do, I stay in the back and to the right at the start, not to get in anybody's way. The headline of the article kind of bummed me out, but, there's no, but nothing will stop me. I appreciate this discussion showing both views, but, to, but also appreciate your encouragement of people setting a goal so they, don't get off the, so they do get off the couch. Um, that's in itself a big step. I love all the travel reviews as well. Keep having fun. Thanks for sharing. Be well from April. Mm-hmm. And again, her blog, if you want to check her out, is biggirlsdotry.blogspot.com. 
Yeah, what an inspiration. I yeah. am so stoked that people are of all sizes and shapes are getting out there and doing stuff. I just love yeah, that. It makes just, me so happy. It's cool to hear people taking charge of their lives, you know. Yeah, and exactly. Saying, I, if anything, like we were talking about last week, I think it's great that the face of these sports has changed so people don't feel like it's elite only, that, yeah. that they can get out there and do whatever they want. I mean, it's intimidating. It's intimidating anyway, Yeah, I think, but it's awesome that people like April are going out there and just doing it and just doesn't care. I think that's awesome. I'm saying, you know, you know this I don't is care. my race, too. I'm not going to be intimidated by it, all you elites. I'm going to get out there, too, which it's her race. It's her race. She can do whatever she yeah, wants. Yeah, exactly. So way to go, April, and thanks for listening, and thanks for all the nice comments. Mm-hmm. And good luck on your half marathon, too. Yeah, let us know how that goes. Yeah. Give us a keep, race report. Keep us updated. And, yeah, everybody check out her blog. It's cool. She's got some updates on there. Yeah, pretty good information, too. Yep. Uh, so... That, yeah, we just, we've gotten a lot of good comments, and I'm glad people liked our discussion on that. If you have any more thoughts about it, let us know. Yeah. And we have another email we got from a listener. Her name is Suzanne, and she is in Austin, Texas. Not too far from here. Right. And she has, she said... She's loving our podcast, and she wants us to keep up the great work. She said she's been listening since the beginning, and she heard from Simply Stew about our podcast. Thank you, Stew. Yeah, thanks, Gotta Stew. Love and Stew. this is pretty. This is an honor. But she said she's tried a bunch of podcasts, and she's decided to limit her listening to our show, Stew, Gago, Get Your Geek On, uh, and Zen and the Art of Triathlon. And then also um, for dependations. So th- that I feel pretty honored that I know. we're amongst those. I know. Like, I'm royalty. like, oh my gosh. I, thought, <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait a second. Whoa here. Whoa. Yeah. And so she said she has some thoughts on some of our recent shows, and these are some good discussion points. Uh, oh, wait. You and, you, you've actually raced some of the same, same races as her. Yeah, well, the, Just the one. Texas. She was at Texas, man. I wish I would have known. We could have yeah, said I know. hi. Yeah. Um, that was the one I did back in August in uh, here in Dallas, or well, in Irving, which is mm-hmm. right next door. And she said she finished just a little behind me, uh, and she thought the race was hand- the race director handled the weather well, and he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. he is. That's hilarious. the same guy he, that did the monster try. Yeah, and you just heard his. That was him doing the commentating on those clips from yeah. the audio, on the audio clips. He from is Monster hilarious. Tribe. He had me laughing. He, and yeah, he's just he's great. Um, and oh, sh- this was interesting. I had forgotten about this. She said the weirdest thing to me about the race was how during the run you could hear the pop, pop, pop from this from some gun firing range on the other side of the trees. And then parentheses she put it was the Texas man after all, though. So I should have. Shouldn't have been so surprised, I guess. I had no and idea. I, yeah, I forgot. Because, well, spectators wouldn't have known. Cause that was in the was, middle of the city. Yeah, it was... Well, when you got on the trail for the run, you ran through a little... I guess, for Texas, it's as wooded area as you get. Right. I mean, just some tree coverage. And... Uh, the, yeah, you could hear some guns going off. It was kind of funny. Weird. I was kind of thinking... I didn't know if people were hunting or what was going to happen. But then I was, <laughs> you know, that crossed my mind, but I thought, we're too much in the city for yeah. people to be hunting. So, wow. yeah, I'm sure it was probably just a firing range. But, Jeez. Uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. So thanks for reminding me about that. I had forgotten. And then she also <laughs> she also kind of slapped my hand a little. Uh. Um, <laughs> she said, Kara, no, 
No wonder he had trouble on the um, on the transition, figuring out which way to to run your bike out. If you would have read your packet, <laughs> and, slap, slap. and I have to say, Suzanne, I really did read the whole packet. I always, actually, as soon as I get my packets, I read them from cover to cover. She totally does. She's an nerd like that. I'm kind of OCD like that. Yeah. But honestly, it, I just completely blanked out on that. I didn't even think about, uh, once I got there, orienting myself to mm-hmm. the course. Well, and... It was pouring. We didn't even know if the race was going to happen. Yeah, I, mean, was I don't want to make morning. up tons of excuses or anything. Basic And it all boils down to I've learned from my mistake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it really, it wasn't that big a deal. It was like a split second where I looked and I was like, uh, there was a volunteer standing there. I was right at the, the wrong end of the rack, yeah. you know, and he was pointing people and I, I turned and looked and I was like, oh, I got to go the other way and just turned and went. Right. It was, it was, I probably lost two seconds for yeah. it, so it wasn't that big a deal. But, um, but that's a good tip though. Whenever you yeah. get to the race site, you can actually orient yourself with your paper map. Yeah. Bring your packet or, or, you know, at least ask someone mm-hmm. which way uh, you had to run your bikes out. Yeah. Because it, it makes sense because you can't just go whichever way you want because everybody is, they do that so everyone ends up going the same distance. So people don't have shorter cuts through the transition area than others. Right. So, yeah, um, good tip. Yeah, that she said that's her try tip of the day. Read, every, <laughs> read everything they give you, which is very, is that's a very a good, good tip, point. Yeah. So thanks okay. for that. And then she had a comment for you, Elizabeth, about the running shoes. Yeah. Um, she was saying that uh, typically long-distance runners, I think I've said a couple times, actually, that um, people's feet change, their bones, or, you know, the, their feet actually change if they start running long distances. Mm-hmm. And she said that typically um, people up she, their sizes not for the feet actually changing, but for the swelling of the feet after you've run long distance. Yeah. Which is... Um, also true. Which is also definitely, definitely true. That's definitely yeah. true. But my feet actually did change. Either that or I just wasn't wearing proper shoes before. shoe size changed Yeah, my, my, like, heel size changed. So, yeah. Um, maybe you're just a weird bird. Maybe. Strange bird. Maybe. But, no, but I, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think it's, honestly, I, yeah, I think it probably varies from person to person. Yeah. But I don't think it's that. Maybe obscure. I was just wearing the wrong size before. That's true. That's very true, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as our feet talk continues, yeah, you know, we yeah. always have foot talk. <laughs> they're important. They're important to yeah, us. Yeah, it is. Um, oh, yeah, and she was saying that uh, going up like a half size or a size um, can help prevent losing toenails from your toes being smashed up in your, yeah. the toe box. I always lose one toenail. It's regardless, really? always. And I have... My feet aren't cramped at all. It's just I had broken my toe, the same toe, like three different times before, so it's all morphed and weird. Uh, it's it's gone now, actually. <laughs> that'd be cool if you could. Well, maybe this exists somewhere, but if you there was some kind of store where they measured, they kind of like took a mold of your foot and they, they have those. They do. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. It does, I figured there probably is something like that. Yeah, I have a friend who has all of his shoes made. Because it's got very unique feet. Do you know who it, where it um, is, what company it is? No, I don't. It's extremely expensive. Extremely How, what's extremely expensive? Like, I've, I've known him to pay $600 for a pair of shoes Whoa. before. But he has, like, he has, you know how shoes are, um, they have different letters for wide feet, you know? Yeah. I think he's, like, a G. 
He's got very his very his feet are blo- like literally cubes. Like walking around on bricks. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. They're really, really. He has okay. very unique feet, so he has to have he has to have all those shoes made because he doesn't That's have an option. Suck if you ran a lot because you'd have. Well, to he doesn't get... run. <laughs> oh, he okay. doesn't run. You mean yeah. he has special made shoes, just everyday shoes. Everyday shoes and tennis or shoes. any kind of shoes. It, he has okay. to have all of his shoes made. Okay, yeah. I thought you just you meant just running shoes because mm-hmm. that would suck if you had to. His tennis shoes are pretty cool though. Okay, so we've we've now officially switched recorders. We were talking about shoes, I think, right? Yeah, and then my recorder, the battery ran out or something. Okay, so... I don't know, something's going on. Luckily, I have one in my car, because I'm super geeky like that. Yeah, so now we're in business again. Yes, okay, so yeah, people can have their shoes made, and... Um, so, that's pretty cool, but yeah. it's still pretty expensive. Maybe in yeah. the future, it won't be as expensive, right. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Anyway, cool... But uh, I guess enough foot talk for now. Yeah. And then we were so, still talking about Suzanne's email. Yeah, okay. right. So she mentioned the shoe thing, and then she asked me if I considered doing the Longhorn Half Iron Triathlon in Austin in on in September of '07 because I had talked about doing a Half Ironman. Right. And I actually no, I hadn't. Um, I haven't really seriously looked into which race I'm going to do. I'm kind mm-hmm. of playing it by ear, depending mm-hmm. on... That's a good time zone, though, I but think. Yeah, September of 07, that's pretty that's, good. That's really good, so I'll definitely put that one on my list mm-hmm. of ones to consider. Uh, and, oh, and then she had a comment for our nutrition segment, and we'll just say that for that time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um... She just said, thanks for putting on a great show. I know it must be a lot of work, and I appreciate the time you put into it. And thank you for being a listener, Suzanne. We appreciate it, and thanks for sending us some comments. Yeah, definitely. So, cool. That's so exciting. I'm so excited that we're getting emails and some responses and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, again, if you ever have any comments or suggestions or anything. Or want to leave us a voicemail. Or, yeah. Just to say, hey. Yeah, or race reports, anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, feel free to. Our phone number to leave voicemails is, is 920-482-4822. Yep, and our website is www.intransitduo.com. Yep, and... Oh, there's oh. hilarious pictures of Kara up there, too. you got to go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> also, if you send us, or if you leave us a voicemail or a, an email, please... Uh, Put where you your location is. Yeah. And if you have a blog or a website or anything, list that too so we can share it with the rest of the listeners. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, but I forgot one more thing, Elizabeth. Uh, I didn't mention on Saturday. I did the try yesterday on Sunday. On Saturday, I did a bike rally in Denton, Texas, which is just north of Dallas and Fort Okay, Worth. so how far did you ride? Kara? I rode 50 miles. <laughs> Okay, well, so what you did this weekend? Oh, I ran, I rode 50 miles on Saturday, and I came in first on my triathlon on Sunday. What'd you do? <laughs> no, actually, the rally was, it was supposed to be 57 miles, but I lived in Denton for a while, and so I kind of know my way around, and I cut off seven miles. Like, I took a shortcut on purpose because I knew I was doing the try yeah. on Sunday, so I wanted to kind of take it easy. Just a little recap of my rally. It's called the Denton Power Rally. Yeah, how'd it go? It is good. They, I've done it, this is the third time I've done this rally. It's a really great, it's organized really well, but what's really neat about it is the proceeds go to families in the Denton area that can't afford their electric bill for some reason or another, like maybe they have some illness in the family yeah. and they have huge medical bills or it's, it's typically temporary 
like they can't pay for a couple months right. or something. So it's I thought that was really neat, especially oh, that's families good. with kids that yeah and kind of need electricity and stuff. So. Right, sure. And in the winter, you know, when it gets colder in the summer, when it's really really hot, like right. for elderly people who might not be able to pay their bills, but mm-hmm. they can't be roasting in their house in the summer. So right, good. Basically, I just think it's a it's kind of a unique good cause. Yeah, how's the how's the course? The course is is nice. It's kind of in intermediate, I would say, as mm-hmm. far as it's not completely flat, but it's not really hilly. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some nice rolling hills. And really stellar part, there are buffalo along the route. Right. So, yeah, it's kind of cool because you get to see buffalo. They, I couldn't really see that many, though, because the ranch is really big, so they must, they were, like, far away from the road. Yeah. But then they were long. It was neat. It, it was, like, in the middle of the country. It was yeah. cool because there were longhorns and there were horse, lots of horses and donkeys and donkeys. buffalo. Cool. So it was neat. Anyway, it was Country a rally ride. and they, they give good race packets, actually really good, good race packets for a, or ride packets because it's not a race, it's a rally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good, you were 50 miles before your triathlon. Yeah, Freaking probably not course. the smartest choice, but okay. Yeah. And then my suggestion or my tip is Again, I think I've mentioned this before, but rallies are great because if you're kind of bored with the same old bike routes that you do around your area, like when you ride your bike from home or whatever, mm-hmm. it's great to go on a rally, maybe, you know, one where you don't have to drive too far to get there, of course, but right. just to, to be on a route where there's going to be volunteers out there helping with directing traffic and you can do it, ride a different route, yeah. get some, change the scenery. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I don't... Honestly, I don't know about the rest of the country, but here in Texas, there are rallies all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I, there are a lot. Yeah, and I think we're kind of privileged, especially because they're still going on now because it's really not cold here at yeah. all. But uh, I, I actually, that would be interesting if we had some input input from other people around the country to about the popularity of bike rallies. Yeah, yeah, because I don't really know. I don't either. Anyway, so yeah, if if you find out, do a little research, find out if there's some around, that's a really good thing. And yeah. if you're new to cycling, it's a great way to get used to riding in big groups, groups of people. Yeah. And uh, if you're new to an area, you, a lot of t- like bike groups mm-hmm. tend to wear, be wearing their matching jerseys and stuff so you yeah. can tell where they're from and you can kind of chat people up and figure out, maybe find a group to ride with. So yeah. That Definitely. otherwise they might not have advertising around that you might not find yeah. anywhere else. So. Exactly. Okay. That's a good suggestion. Thanks. That's a really good Now it's time for this week's Stoked and Stellar. We have some really exciting things to be stoked about, Kara. I know. Okay. So I'm, first thing that's on my mind is... This crazy thing I did yesterday. What'd you do? Well, not that crazy, but I did my triathlon yesterday, yeah. and they were advertising for another triathlon that's, oh. that's this coming weekend in the same town. Like, yeah. it, the swim would be at the same pool, but the course is a little bit different. The mm-hmm. run and bike part are slightly different. So, they were trying to get people to sign up, and I thought, you know what? And this is after the this is after I got home after the race, and I really liked the course, and I thought, why not? I At first, I can do it again. Well, no, not, <laughs> not yeah, not that, but I just 
thought, what the hell? Why not? And the, but the neat thing about it, it's called Run by Try. Yeah, this is the cool part. This is the cool part. It's a reverse triathlon. So it runs first, then the bike, then the swim. And that's the cool. thing that's kind of neat about it too, it's well, it's put on by Big Kahuna Productions. It, they're a new, a newer group, and they um, this is their inaugural event or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it's you can I don't know how to explain this very well, but basically, if you want to just do you have the, an option. You've got three there's options. There's lots of different options. You yeah. can do the run only if you want. You can do a duathlon, you can do the run and bike, or you can make it a triathlon and do all three. Right. So anybody, you know, can join, you know, whatever mm-hmm. options it's you, you can do. Which yeah. Which I thought it was really neat. Yeah. And it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out. That's I know. Like, I'm, I'm curious to, I'm curious to see how it's going to go. That's one of, that's one of the... Well, several reasons why I signed up. First of all, they had pretty good marketing for it, and I've heard about it several times, so it mm-hmm. keeps reminding me. I've seen it lots, actually. Yeah. When I was looking for my race plan for the rest of the season, I, I saw it, and I thought, yeah. oh, that's really cool. I want to do one in reverse. Yeah, and then I was out at White Rock for a bike ride with the Stallions, and I, um, someone gave me a flyer there. And, yeah, when, yeah. I, when I was trying to decide which triathlon to do, oh, I decided on Monster Try, I saw that one, too, but... For some reason, I went with Monster Try. I think because I knew Dallas athletes and I knew it would be a good race. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, yeah, but basically, I keep being reminded about it. And then they were out at the Monster Try cheering people on. And they seemed, the people that were promoting Run by Try just seemed really cool and mm-hmm. like, I don't know, just a neat group of people. So right. I thought, why not? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I'm excited that I'll have some good coverage on that because that's good. next Sunday. And I'll let everybody know how that goes. Good, good. I'm not sure if. I might be just going out there on my own, um, so I'll probably just do my own own mm-hmm. race coverage. So we'll see good. how that goes. Um, yeah, good. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Okay, so um, we only have five months, one day, eight hours, and twenty eight minutes and fifty seven seconds until our race in Rome, <laughs> our right? marathon. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, city of Rome marathon. That I'm is excited. so cool. I know we need to get serious about um, registering and figuring out our uh, travel dates and. I think I'm gonna register um, November. In November. Yeah, because the price goes up after November or something, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but it's still actually pretty inexpensive. I was yeah, kind well, of impressed. Yeah, it's. I think the most even on race day is maybe fifty bucks yeah, or something. Yeah. Yeah. But if you register like before November. I don't know, November something, it's only $30 mm-hmm. for a marathon. I mean, I thought, yeah. that, and that's, that's really good. U.S. dollars. We need to get in gear on the run. Dude, I've been running like a champ. Yeah. Um, I guess I should, shouldn't say we, I should say I need to. Well, you've been triathloning, though. I, so I, I know. Like you've been doing nothing. See, that's the other thing. I was like, after this monster drive, I'm going to get on track. Well, now I have one more. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, though. Surprise. But that, that'll really, this run by try will be the real end of my chai season. Yeah. Because there just aren't any more anyways. So. And you'll still be perfectly on track. Well, yeah, because so. we have plenty of time, yeah. so... Yeah. Well, I, mean, I've been, I wouldn't say plenty of time, but I've I would been, say... I've been running. I just haven't... Um, I've just been doing other stuff as well, yeah, so... Yeah, right. Right, so I've kept on my training schedule pretty darn well. Um, this week was an exception because I was moving. Blah. So you didn't get your long run in. I didn't get my long run in, but I've stayed pretty substantial with um, my weekly, weekly runs. Um... Good. And oh my gosh, here's what I'm super, super, super stoked about. What? I just want to cry right now thinking about it because I'm so happy. 
I am a member of 24 Hour Fitness and in my new place, I am a baseball throws distance away from a super sport 24 Hour Fitness. That's really cool. I'm so excited, Kara, I can't even stand it. And they have a pool there, don't they? Yes. Maybe you'll, you'll actually swim more. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, here's, <laughs> sorry. Um, here's, okay, here's what my plan was. Well, is. Well, and because winter, too. That's a good thing to do in the winter. What's your plan? Yeah. Actually, I'll save that for um, for uh, life anxiety. Okay. Save it. Yeah. Make a note so you don't forget. Yeah, good idea. That's our tip, too, is make notes. Make notes. <laughs> make notes on the show notes. As you get older, you forget. Things <laughs> easier. At least I do. Uh, I'm list queen. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I'm super stoked about. And I'm, I'm just so pumped that we've got five months and... Not only do we get to run a marathon at the end of our five-month mark, we're going to be in Italy. I know. You know how I cool know. that is? I know. Oh, I'm I just so... completely... I'm just sold on this whole running thing. I just, I'm so... I love it so much. I don't know why I just love it so much. But anyway. Maybe I'll wear my cheerleader costume for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it says yes. USA. USA. <laughs> it's awesome. We do need to get some red, white, and blue, though. That'd be freaking Yeah, cool. or we had to do some kind of representing. Yeah. We need to make in-transit shirts. We should. What should we do, though? What kind of stuff would it look like? These a logo. You think so? I like it. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Or It would be cool to do a dry fit. Yeah. Well, cause I don't wear anything else. That's gotta be a job fit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll we'll do some research on that. Yeah, if anybody has any ideas, let us know. Hey, we've yeah. talked about it before, but we've never come up with it. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I guess we could set up a PayPal um, thing to do that if people yeah. wanted to order them from us. Or yeah. we could do like the cafe press thing, like um, some like I think Brett has that yes. set up. Yeah. So then that way it can order all straight be, from them. Yeah, that'd yeah. be nice. Okay, well, we'll we'll think we'll come up with some stuff. Yeah, good. Okay, yeah, or I guess let us know if you'd have any interest in that, and if if or and or if you have any ideas. Yeah. Okay, I guess. Oh, what do, do we have? Anything else we're stoked about? Uh, um, we've got a mud run too. Yeah, it's next or this coming weekend is run by try, and then the weekend after that, the twenty eighth and 29th. But you found your boots, you said, right? Um. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I found them. Because one of the rules. Okay. If you didn't, I think we mentioned this in the previous show, but basically mm-hmm. what it is, it's um, a 10K. Was <laughs> 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 it this whole center socks? I'm wearing monkey socks today. And Why yep. do they say 55? I don't know. I've never figured that out. What is, and they have stars on them. They oh have my star, God, those are stars, crazy socks. Monkeys, 55, and holes in my wow. toes. Okay, so back on track. The mud run is, it's called the Marine yeah. Mud Run, and it's in Fort Worth on a, what kind of base? A naval air station. Naval, yeah. You're the military girl, you know. Yeah, it's an NAS. Yes. And they, it's a 10K obstacle course, and there's 15 obstacles, and you get completely muddy and crazy. And you have, one of the rules, though, is you have to wear shoes that cover your ankles. So basically boots, you know. Right. Because they don't want you to twist an ankle. Right. And basically, you want to wear, like, Combat boots. Long pants. I mean, you can wear, yeah, wear some kind of boots. You you can wear shorts if you want, but most people Mm. wear pants. Yeah. And then, um, like a t-shirt or something. Mm -hmm. So, and I did it last year. You get so muddy. Oh, that sounds like so much fun. So, we're planning on doing that. We haven't registered yet, but uh, that's on the schedule. Yeah. It should be fun. 
Yeah. And that, I've said yeah like 35 times yeah, in the past 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Yeah. So we're, we're stoked <laughs> on that. And we'll update you more to come. Right. Okay. I don't have any ideas for Halloween costumes. I'd be stoked about that, but I don't have anything yet. Well, I could always be my cheerleader yeah, one again. Yeah, that one's good. So that's an easy one. Even if you don't, even if you have an event coming up and it's not a costume contest, you can always wear a costume. People like that. That'd be fun. You should do it on this week's. They, oh, if that's another thing, the people that were there for Run by Try, that they were standing on one of the corners cheering the Monster Triathlon people on, and when I ran by in my Taylor costume, they're like, you gotta come next week and wear that. <laughs> so, okay, That'd be cool. I'm coming next weekend, but I don't know that I'm wearing my Taylor costume. Maybe I'll, like, bring it with me just in case yeah. I feel inspired. Right. Yeah, so. you should. You should. Okay, um, so that's your stoked installer for the week. Life anxiety, our little discussion about what's kind of going on in our lives and what's on our minds. Do you have anything? Or you mentioned earlier that you wanted to say something yes. in this part. So what was that that you were thinking of? I do. Well, first, let me just say, my numero uno life anxiety at the moment is moving. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's moved, I guess. So everyone kind of understands the stress that goes along with that. Yeah. It's just total anxiety, especially having everything. I'm just basically living out of boxes right now. Yeah. And that sucks. And you moved from Fort Worth to Plano. Right. So, um, I mean, it's about 50-mile difference. It's exactly 50-mile difference, but... And you, your stuff is already moved. It's just a matter of unpacking. Yeah, it's unpacking it all. So, yeah. and I'm kind of tripping over boxes still. And, and changing address and yeah. all that crap that Ugh. goes along with All it. the crap that goes along with it. And then orienting yourself to your new neighborhood. I have not had any time to go around find anything yet. I know where a grocery store is, and I know and where REI <laughs> Those are the only things you need now. I know, I mean, seriously. You good. You good. And I know. you know where your gym is. I mean, yeah, my gym, I know. Set. I am set. What else do I need, right? <laughs> I got food, I got REI, and I got my gym. Perfect. What more does a triathlete need? Yeah. Okay, so... And you should, just, you should work at REI part-time so you can get a discount. Yeah, because I've got time for that, Kara. <laughs> Aside from my full-time job and my full-time job working out, yeah. I'll no. just get another part-time job. So you can get some discounts, man. Dude, that'd be stellar. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay, so the move thing. What yeah. was that like? Was that what you were thinking no. before? Okay. No, but aside from all that is I I've decided that I before my next triathlon next season mm-hmm. that I want to get in a certain number well obviously I'll get in a certain number of runs before that. Mm-hmm. But I want to do a certain number of bike rallies and then I want to do a certain number of swim races. Just totally isolated swim sports. Races? Yeah. They have swim races? Yeah, they've got lots of them, actually. Um, I know a guy Yeah. who um, is a major swimmer, and he goes to swim races all the yeah. time. So, well, yeah, I guess I act like I've never heard of that. I mean, I've heard of that, but I guess I always um, thought of those as... Elites, like... Yeah, kind of yeah. like, you, not just average Joe goes and signs up for the swim Right, meet, well, swim meet probably not, but... I will, and I'll be at the back, and I'm okay with that. But, but well, I guess the thing, question I have then is, well, I'm sure they'd have just like a freestyle one, but I mean, yeah. a lot of them, don't they have a lot that are like 
breaststroke and a um, specific styles. Yeah. Um, I think so. I don't know really, but I wouldn't well, mind you had to doing ask like your friend about it. Yeah, but um. But I wouldn't mind doing, like, a dive and dash or something where you swim and then run. Or aquathon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, is but, an aquathon a swim and bike, or is it a swim and run? I think it's swim and bike. Okay, so a dive and dash? Dive and dash is That's a swim a, and run. And then an aquathon is a swim and bike. Yeah, I think, it, I, I think it or can, can be a swim either. and run, yeah, too. But, um, okay. Yeah, but if anyone anyway. knows about that stuff, let us know. Because yeah, no matter the location, I'd still like to know about it. Um, but... But ultimately, I would like to um, and do like beginner tips. Yeah, I will. I want to start. I want to start doing bike rallies just for a couple of reasons. First of all, to get more used to being in a group of racers. I like that whole concept. And then secondly, I just want to increase my mileages. And I think it's so yeah. much easier in a race setting to do that. Yeah. I mean, not just jump right into a high mileage like that, but you it's know. It's hard to go out on your own. And, and do 70 miles. Yeah. Well, something. and also if you start riding with my group, then um, that's a good way to build up too. Right. Exactly. Um, because we usually ride at least maybe 30, at least 35 or more miles right. each time. See, that would be great Like for me. 35 to 70 like, right. it kind of varies depending on which mm-hmm. route we're going. So that's kind of my life anxiety right now. I feel like um, in order to better prepare for next season triathlon, I want to start doing more individual sports, longer distances. That's what I want to do. And just really kind of isolate working on one sport and then improving in biking and then improving in swimming, especially swimming, and then improving in running altogether. What, so. um, what brought you to that conclusion? Well, I was thinking, I was analyzing the other day when I was driving my big truck to my new place. Um, I was thinking, why is it that I'm that I'm not as strong as a, of a swimmer and I'm not as strong of a biker, but I'm a fine runner. I mean, I'm fine running. Yeah. I can run forever. And I was thinking, well, it's probably because I worked for an ultimate goal in running for such a long time. And so you mean kind of just you have more experience in running yeah exactly and then um and that's what I worked on worked on worked on for months and months and months and then but so I don't know why I wouldn't after our marathon is over I don't know why I wouldn't you know devote that much time to biking too and then devote that much time to swimming do you, okay question do you think you'll do some triathlons in between there like some sprints yeah okay yeah, so yeah, you're not yeah. gonna like give up no just focus on like biking and swimming or something and then not do a try until the end of the season. No, no, no. Okay. No, I want to use it as like building blocks okay. and do so like... So like in between tries. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Right. Good. Mm-hmm. And then another question I have is what about bricks? <laughs> what about them? Just keep them in normal. Okay. But just increase bricks. So, I mean, I okay. want to start getting my endurance So basically up. you're just saying increase your distances kind of thing yeah okay Frequency here's and here's what kind of is irritating to me about triathlon okay um and i i think this is why i prefer running over triathlon at the moment but i think this is definitely going to change if i st- if, if this is what catches with me um i like to be able to go out for a long period of time and work out long periods of time and i feel like with triathlon um well, you can't you can't just zone out if you're biking, or you can't just zone out if you're well. You can if you're swimming, I guess. But I think you can. Yeah, you can. But um, 
But okay, <laughs> okay I, I think the cat. I think the catch with me is that I feel like I'm giving 33%, 33%, 33%, and not 100%, 100%, 100%. That's I don't a fallacy. Know. Uh, yeah. Because if you that's do, not what I feel like though. Well, I know that's what you feel like, but. Remember back to epidemiology class. I know, I know. <laughs> and the Causal attribution. Yeah, but because if you take out one of those, you have to have 100% in each. I understand. But to make up a triathlon. Right. <laughs> but I don't feel like... I don't feel like I excel at biking. Yeah, I, I know. Don't feel like I'm just I giving excel you right at swimming, and I don't feel like I excel at running. And so I think in order for me to be a better triathlete, then I need to isolate each of the sports and then yeah. get good at each of the sports and then do a triathlon. Yeah. I I think you are describing one of the uh, major struggles a triathlete has. Yeah. I think this is very, very common. Yeah. Elizabeth, you're on the cusp of a breakthrough. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, I okay, here's, here's the deal. People... Uh, they, it's for us, triathlon is a really challenging, tough sport mm. for that, exactly that reason, because you're not just mastering one thing, you're mastering three things and then putting them all together. Right. And but so, I don't feel like I've mastered anything but, but running. Well, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, of course it's going to be easier to focus on one thing. Well, yeah. You know, like right. just going out and running, sure. or if you're just a cyclist, or, or I shouldn't say easier, but... Um, because each of those individually are, are challenging sports yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely. But um, that's what's so unique about triathlon, I think, is the, one of the major challenges of being a triathlete is finding balance yeah. between the three. Well, see, okay, I don't think I have a problem with balancing them as far as workouts go throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't feel like I'm getting better at, okay. at biking or swimming. you feel like you're... I'm I'm hitting 12 miles, like I can, I know for a fact I can go, I can haul ass and go for 12 miles or 15 miles, whatever a sprint would be for okay. that race. Yeah. I know that I can get to that point at that race, uh-huh. no problem. But if someone was like, let's go do a hotter than hell 100, you know, I might be like, I, I don't know about that. Yeah. But if I'm supposed to be a master biker, triathlete, I want to <laughs> be able to, you know, I want to be able to go out and do super long distances and be you totally You just want to build fine. your endurance, basically. I need, I want to make all three of the sports endurance sports for me. Okay. Because I feel like running is an endurance sport for me, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I'm treating biking or swimming like an endurance sport. You know what? I think if that's your goal, maybe training for, uh, like, an Olympic distance would be really good for you. Again, like, focusing on Olympics because they're a little bit longer distances. I think with sprints, if you're just training for a sprint, it's hard to, I mean, because the distances are so so short, your training doesn't really need to be uh, excessively endurance training. Right. Because... It's just not needed for right. Right. <laughs> to complete a sprint. But um, but I haven't even come close to mastering a sprint, though, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I, I know I can do one, no problem, but I don't, I'm not... I'm not doing great in them, and I'm, that's my that's my point, I guess, is that it's frustrating to me because I know I can do a sprint, no problem, but I want to be able to get my speed up. I want to be able to... 
I don't know. I just feel like I'm just kind of going through the motions. I just want yeah. to be better. I want to get better at it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I can't do that unless I treat them as endurance sports individually. Because I feel like that's what I've done with my running. And I feel like I've kind of... I've kind of mastered that aspect, mm -hmm. maybe. I'm just not, I still need improvement with that, but... Yeah. I think for, well, just speaking from my experience, I think cycling will be really good for you if you mm -hmm. start riding with a team, because just getting more comfortable on the bike mm -hmm. is a major thing. Right. I mean, just getting comfortable in the saddle and um, getting miles in. And swimming, I don't, I'm not as good of a coach on that, because... Um, I don't really have that uh, I think polished I'm just of a strategy. Enroll in a class, but that's what I was just about yeah. to say. I'm like, I think maybe looking into a, getting a coach or something, mm -hmm. especially um, because you. I mean, you've definitely seen improvement. Yeah. But because oh, you're yeah. still not comfortable in the pool. I mean, I'm comfortable in the pool. I just suck. Well, but I don't know. Just from what you describe, it's like when I think of uncomfortable, I think of. I feel like I'm gonna drown. Oh. I, got, I definitely don't feel like I'm gonna drown. But you, still, I can stay in the water you for still days. Don't look forward to swimming. I hate it. Yeah. Hate it. See, at least um, maybe getting a coach or or joining a class or something like that. Um, maybe that will at least get you to go. At first, maybe you still will hate it. Right. And but at least it'll give you a commitment to keep and to right. go. And then maybe you'll turn around and kind mm -hmm. of you know. And I've read lots of blogs lately that. Um, people who hate swimming equally as I as, as much as I do. <laughs> a lot of people hate the swimming. Yeah, and, um, but they've got coaches and started taking classes, and they all have said they end up liking swimming. So yeah. I'm like, I just want to kind of like it. You know? I don't ask for much. I just want to kind of like it. At least try that and see if that works for you. you right. Know? And then I was talking to Chai Boomer, too, uh, yesterday, and he said that he took some lessons from one of the Dallas athletes. Uh, well, they have a swim, like mm -hmm. a head swim coach dude. And he said he improved his split times, like his 100-meter split by, like, or no, 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 not his 100-meter split. He was talking about his um, half Ironman swim times mm -hmm. by, like, 10 minutes what? or something. Holy crap. Yeah. Like, I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, but basically he's done... He did, you know, I think he's done three half Ironmans now, but his first one, he did it in, you know, such and such time. The next one, he improved by 10 minutes, and then the next one, he improved even by, I don't think it was quite 10 minutes, but it was almost 10 minutes wow. again. So, and he said the first one, he didn't have the coach, yeah. you know, and between that one and the second one, he saw that big of improvement just wow. in technique and stuff. See, yeah, it's just all technique, and it's just me needing a coach, but yeah. we've beat that topic to a dead pulp I'm sure in all of our other shows but <laughs> me and my life anxiety about, about me swimming <laughs> but anyway yeah I feel like I really need to concentrate isolate each of the sports and just improve upon each of them individually and then combine them all together yeah become a true blue triathlete you yeah. know I feel like I'm just a faker at the moment no you're not I'm not but I feel like it sometimes okay that's why I'm anxious about life what about you what are you anxious about I don't know I don't know options back to that yeah back to options. it's always just I'm just at a place in my life right now where I have so many options it's mm -hmm. just overwhelming but I don't know I'm working through it little yeah. by little I mean seriously in just in every aspect of my life I'm just overwhelmed by options but mm -hmm. um I mean especially even relating to to athletics mm -hmm. um 
figuring out which events to do and how, you know not to overwhelm myself but not yeah. to un, you know not to overdo it and not balance to again back balance off. again yeah. so and um one thing that's been good for me uh i guess in dealing with life anxiety or not um I don't know how to put it exactly, but I was just going to bring up my dance class. I oh. just, I just kind of, I, like I said a couple of shows ago, I think I'm taking a jazz and tap class. <laughs> it's so funny. She's often in the office doing a little tap jig. It's pretty funny. I get to practice, you know. Yeah. No, but anyway, <laughs> it's really been a great distraction for me because it. I take dance on Monday, Wednesday nights, so I've danced tonight, and. It's just kind of so different than triathlon that when I'm there, I it actually I have to focus so much on what's going on in class because I haven't danced in so many years and um, you, I don't know I I can't I can't put it into words right but basically it's a little escape it's a from... really good distraction because I have to focus on just what's going on in class I don't really have time to think about other stuff mm-hmm. um, well. And I guess it's kind of opposite from triathlon because triathlon, all three sports, you can really just zone out in your training. You and can. It, it, you're drowning in your thoughts, mm-hmm. really. And so dance is completely opposite because you're constantly thinking about what step's coming mm-hmm. next and yeah. planning it out. Yeah. So it it clogs your mind for you. You know, it takes over and it's, right. and, and it's weird because in a way, it clears your mind by replacing your thoughts with other things. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an escape. It's great because Good. I have best of both worlds, and so I'm sometimes when I can't clear my mind, as you call it, or whatever, mm-hmm. where you know just just be at peace, I can just fill it with something else for temporarily, just to. You're gonna have a heart attack before you're 35. No, I'm not. No, I but I was gonna say so on on those nights. It's nights. It's nice to kind of have that and just. Mm-hmm forget about things, you good. know, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I go to dance class and fo- do, and dance, you yeah, know, and that's good. It. but then other times when I'm doing triathlon training, it's still nice to have the time to think about things mm-hmm. and just zone out and run. Yeah, yeah, so, good. That's my little tidbit on that, <laughs> that's good. all. Okay, so I guess that's life anxiety for this week. <laughs> <laughs> word of the week and this one is a freaking doozy and a half okay and it's the longest word in the english language we're probably gonna have to repeat this a few times to yes. try to get it right yeah oh is it really the longest yes word? yes in the english language yes and i've never heard of it before but shakespeare used okay, it. okay i'm gonna attempt to say this and we have um a voice recording of a slightly modified m- version of the like word like a different ending a different um conjugation of right it. but uh so i guess let's play what should we do first? Should I try to say it first? <laughs> no, let's play this and okay. then you can try to attempt to say it, okay? Okay, you are you going to try to say it too? Sure. Okay. Okay, here we go. Here's the slightly different one than, than what we... It's turned up really loud. Okay. Honorificabilitudinity. Honorificabilitudinity. Now that one is... Honorificabilitudinity. <laughs> okay, that one is... But our actual word... Of the week is actually word of the week is honorificabilitudinitatibus. Honorificabilitudinitatibus. 
But the crazy thing about it is the hut, the, well, and since, okay, the kidnapping happened and then they finally brought her back and then she got married three days later. But it wasn't about, the issue wasn't the, the, the husband or the groom. The issue was where the wedding and what the wedding was like. And they thought she was rushing into it and like, That's just insanity. And And she's, what, she was a grown adult. It wasn't like she was 16 or 17. Yeah. Yeah, and the crazy thing, um, the wow. husband, her, the girl's husband, well, now husband, you know, at the time, fiancé or whatever, had called her, the father and asked for permission to marry her. I mean, so, and he gave, you know, his blessing, blessing or yeah. whatever and said, yes, of course, that's great, you know. And then, for some reason, they took her, and she says that they... There was a point where they took her from Utah to Grand Junction, Colorado, which is about 300 miles away, because they were in Provo or Ordum or something like that, and somewhere in Utah. Okay. Anyway, she she claims that they um, used force to to keep her or whatever. They like pulled her hair and grabbed her by the wrist to try to get keep her in the car because they stopped at a gas station, you know, and. And then finally, she they stopped at a hotel in, in oh Green gosh. Junction or whatever, and she finally convinced them that uh, she would leave her husband. Right. When if if they would take her back, and then she they took her back, and then she got married. But I don't know. They didn't say much about what's going to happen. But I guess. Wow. I mean, if, what do you do with your parents? Do you turn them in? I mean, what? Yeah. But well, if this. Uh, wow. You know, if she files charges or you know whatever. Um, they could face 15 years in jail for kidnapping, but... Well, there's no way she's going to let yeah, that happen. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think that's going to happen. Even no but, matter if I was so ticked off of my parents, I still wouldn't be able to do that. Yeah, so, but it's just insanity. It's just weird. I'd pull up my kung fu powers is what I would do. <laughs> so, anyway, my I know that's... athlete powers. I don't know about, I don't know why that's, that's irrelevant. Yeah, totally, it's irrelevant, but, but it's just kind of a strange, interesting thing. Yeah, that was weird, dude. Kidnapped by your own parents the day of your wedding. I mean, how yeah, or, horrible. Yeah, they they had a rehearsal dinner or, you know, some kind of dinner the night before, mm-hmm. and she didn't show up, and so then that's when her fiancé called the cops. Yeah. And, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, I'm glad she's doing okay now, and they're married and happy. It's been two months now since that yeah. happened, but, yeah. but um, they're just not coming out about it. Yeah. That's and crazy. And she said, you know, obviously there's... They need some outside help to try to figure out the Do you problem. think they're telling the truth, or do you think they're just trying to make a scene, like, to make money or something? Oh. I don't... <laughs> I have no idea. Huh. That would be a crazy story. Though. Hey, yeah. But, hey, people do it. That's true. Got anyway. a lot of corruption in this world. Corruption. Anyway, corruption. I don't know what I think about that. I really am kind of ambivalent about it. I just thought it was kind of an interesting story. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, good, cool. <laughs> I guess. Interesting yeah. piece of news. I'm just glad that they, well, I mean, obviously things aren't okay, but I'm just glad they ended up getting married and they're ha- and at least they're happy. Oh yeah, That's me cool. too. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, so that's your saw. that's your wow in the in the news. Yeah. Everybody, it is time for Exercise Your Brain, and this week we actually have a question. There, And last week we didn't, so we don't have any answers to give. Right. But Elizabeth came up with a good one, I think, and give, 
uh, take it away. Okay, since I'm super excited about our marathon, and I thought I would keep it uh, marathon-esque this week. Okay. Okay, so the question is, according to the BAA, which is the Boston Athletic Association, in terms of media coverage, the Boston Marathon is second behind what sporting event? I have no idea. No, I'm just kidding. Would you have guessed? Would you have? <laughs> Actually, I think I would have guessed. Uh, I'm not, we're giving the answer next week, of course. Yeah. But I think that would have been one of my guesses. Really? Mm-hmm. That wouldn't have been my guess. Okay. Well, we can't say any yeah. of our guesses. I will save it. I would have gotten to that eventually, but it wouldn't have been my first guess. Yeah. I don't know what mine would have been. Anyway. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Let us know. If you, if you think you know the answer, uh, drop us a line. Yeah. Cool. Ah. Okay, now it's time for our news segment um, about nutrition, and this week we've got a couple of new topics. Yeah, we still haven't named this one. If you have any ideas, send them our way. I guess we haven't named this one, have no, we? we haven't. I, I've, I haven't been Need inspired. Need nutrition. I haven't been, I haven't, yeah, been inspired to come up with a name yet. But yeah, help us out if you have any ideas. Okay, so anyway, as we mentioned earlier, Suzanne had a, a question to pose about nutrition. So who, who did what? Okay, Suzanne from Austin that we oh, yeah. um, talked about earlier, she oh, had a nutrition um, question to pose. She was saying that she has a problem with the fact that she tries to get in her nutrition on the bike preceding the run. Mm-hmm. Specifically when... Okay, so it says, specifically, when I start the run, fluid sloshes around in my stomach for about the first mile. Okay. I've heard of other people having that too, but don't know how to resolve it. Is this something that sounds interesting enough to look into? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we do think that's interesting enough to look into. Uh, basically, the first thing, my first suggestion to try to resolve it is tra- uh, practice and try different sources of fuel. Uh, mm-hmm. I... I like the cliff shot blocks. I, I've kind of opted out on those. Um, I tried those in Mount Man, and I liked them, but I had a little trouble um, chewing, and I don't know. Kara doesn't like to eat or drink when she's doing I'm kind anything, of an oddball anyway. Which is fine, but um, but I guess what you're saying is try something other than fluids right? Uh, and for nutrition. Yeah, see... I haven't had problems, I really haven't had the sloshing problem, but, so, what I use is, what I've figured out works for me, is to have a water bottle, this is for an Olympic course, because sprint, you don't really need a whole lot of nutrition anyway. if anything. So, we're talking Olympic, or maybe longer. I take a water bottle, fill it with, um, like, Gatorade Gatorade or something, and then put a plain goo in there, Mm -hmm. so I have, like, double the nutrition, you know, Mm -hmm. more dense. And I try that, but I mean that could still cause your sloshing stomach. Right. Another suggestion would be how how you consume it. Right. Okay. This is something that I I've I've actually experienced the sloshy stuff, but um, a lot of that has to do with uh, how much you drink in a period of time. And so if you were gonna if your goal was before you got off the bike and started running, if your goal was to finish both of your bottles of water on your bike or a whole bottle, whatever your goal was to nutrition wise, you want to space that out from the beginning of the bike all the way to the end of the bike rather than going, oh crap, I've only got a mile to go, chug, 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 yeah, chug. Yeah, yeah. You want to be able to um, make it a pretty even 
distribution throughout the beginning of the bike to the end of the bike. So you're not going to have the sloshy stomach at, before you start running. So mm -hmm. if, if that, it may be what you're doing, I'm not sure what your individual case is, but um, you might want to try experimenting with that during your brick workouts to see if, if maybe spacing out your liquid consumption mm -hmm. throughout your bike ride would make that better, which I'm willing to guess it's probably, yeah. probably going to help. And if it, and I also, and okay, again, I, I'm not any kind of expert on this, but I'm just talking, speaking from what has worked for me. Since I don't, I have don't have much luck drinking things <laughs> during triathlon. Well, I mean, to run I'm okay, but on the bike it's kind of hard for me. Anyway, uh, another option is to try to just not drink much on the bike or to kind of maybe not even drink on the bike, to use goose or some alternate source of nutrition. Okay, but that's not good either. Because you you need to drink when you have goose. You Why? Need, you need to drink. Well, to help with the process of digesting the goo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you're supposed to drink at least four to five ounces of water every goo, anyway. Yeah, I mean that's why. Well, like what I do with mixing them together works for me. Yeah, that's a really but good I don't, idea. On the bike, I usually don't drink the whole bottle either. Right. I drink yeah. what I can. That's true. And yeah, don't force I don't it. Drink the whole bottle either. Don't I force it to. down because that's what can leave your stomach feeling. Right. If your your body isn't um, ready for isn't it, isn't wanting to take it, right. then obviously. If you force it, you're going to feel sick, you know? Right, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. That's a possibility. Switch from liquids to um, to maybe a bar or something or, uh, well, or shot Well, I don't know about, like, cliff bars and stuff like that. I wouldn't really suggest it in, in an Olympic because you don't have enough time to digest it. Yeah. If you're doing an Ironman or, like, a long, long distance, yeah. then okay. But right. You need yeah. something that you can digest that can Pretty go, quick. Yeah. I That's agree. why goos are good. Shot blocks. Shot blocks are good. Shot blocks are good. I really like shot blocks. I could do those the yeah. whole time. And then also, I mean, if you're not able, if if you need to spare your stomach so you can feel better, you know, try to drink a little less on the bike, but then just work out some kind of pattern on the run, like um, like on the, what has worked for me on run part is every other sta aid station I drink um the whatever they have like Powerade or Gatorade mm -hmm. or whatever the non-water thing yeah. is and then alternate the on you know the other the opposite I drink water but I'll drink like if it's hot depending on the weather what I did in my last triathlon or the Texas man was drink half the water and pour the rest on my head Heck yeah. <laughs> to cool me down Heck and yeah. that way my stomach wasn't waterlogged but I and I was still getting water and I was keeping cool at the right. same time mm -hmm. so good suggestion but, I mean, if it's cool out, you don't really need to do that. Right. But, so but if anybody else has any suggestions, also let us know yeah. how you avoid sloshy stomach. Yeah, and I guess the biggest thing would be to try different things out. Just keep trying stuff. Yeah. And preferably not on race day. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> don't do anything crazy on race day. But do it. Brick your workouts. Use them to your advantage. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully that helps a little. And if not, hopefully we'll get some response that can help you out more, Suzanne. Yeah. So, thanks. Good luck. And then when we had another uh, not try specific nutrition. Oh yeah. Um, um, topic to mention real quick. Right. We were just gonna briefly talk about how people are misguided on uh, 
what time of day they should eat. Uh, people hear a lot that you should eat early in the morning and you shouldn't eat past 7 o'clock at night and all that stuff. But um, some of the misconceptions that are wrapped around those and, and, uh, and what you should probably try to do instead of um, what you just hear about doing. Right, and well, mostly, I think Elizabeth and I kind of, we see eye to eye, but we have different, um, I don't know, we're We just have different different backgrounds. No, no, we we both kind of understand this topic, but at the same time have different reasons for why we're annoyed about it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Like, for me, the reason that I get annoyed by the whole time thing is I feel that, okay, one of the things people, the average person who's trying to lose weight or whatever, uh, hears something about time and thinks, okay, if they stop eating after, you know, if they don't eat after 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. or whatever time of night that is, then that will help them lose weight. Yeah. And so they, to me, the annoying part is that people don't ask why enough, mm-hmm. and they disbelieve crazy things they hear, and when that's not even the like, reason. Like, oh, I got only six more hours to eat my 4,000 calories, because after yeah. 7 o'clock, I won't be able to lose weight. Yeah, and of but course, you're still eating those 4,000 calories, We're you know? exa- <laughs> exaggerating a little, but yeah, yeah. It, I just feel that some people think they get the wrong idea. I mean, this isn't only the time issue, but lots of different way things mm-hmm. people get the wrong idea, and they take things out of context, and right. uh, thinking they can eat whatever they want as long as they eat it before 6 p.m., which right. is completely not true, because right. if you eat 4,000 calories before or after 6 p.m., it's still going to... Still 4,000 calories. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Right. Um, one of the things that, that kind of irritates me about the whole time issue is I, I do think time is very important. Um, as as far as people getting uh, nutrition and how they get their nutrition and stuff, um, I don't think constraints saying that you can't eat past seven o'clock, I, the stuff like that's crazy to me, but because people's lives are so different. Um, right. But I do think it's important that you start off your day, you know, with breakfast. Um, and that's what spurred this whole topic. Yeah, we saw an article on breakfast being important. Right, how important is breakfast kind of thing. Um, I, I definitely think breakfast is important, but um, as far as what time of day you eat your breakfast, I don't care. You know, yeah. when you wake up probably is when you should eat breakfast. Yeah. But, um, if you know, if you, you're not going to die if you wait two hours to eat breakfast or something. Yeah, and I think one, um, of the, one of the main reasons why it's important is to curb your hunger I mean, so you don't end up at lunchtime, starving to death and eating way overeating. Overindulging. Yeah. Right. Um, which is one That's of one the main reasons, reasons. But what are the other reasons? Um, you know more better than I do. Uh, what, another reason for what? Oh. Why for, do you eat breakfast? Oh. Um, it helps balance out your metabolism throughout the day. Um, you burn a majority of your calories in the throughout the day when you're working and doing, you know, your afternoon workout or whatever. Um, you want to be able to start off your day with nutrition, so you so can, you're not in a deficit to start. Exactly. Out with. Yeah. Um. And you might be thinking, hope hopefully you're not, but you might be thinking, oh, but I want to start on a deficit because I want to lose weight, but it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Um. Your you're, body's you're training think your metabolism. You start, yeah. Yeah. So your body, so your body's like, oh crap, dude, we're hungry, or all your cells are like, we're hungry, we're hungry, and so when you do eat, they're gonna hang on to those. 
you know, calories for dear life. So because they're gonna, they're afraid you're gonna starve. Your body's afraid it's gonna be starving. Going to again, hunger mode. So it's gonna save your right. Exactly. So <laughs> the um, stuff you want to be burning. So in order to balance out your metabolism, and I hate that word, but that's the only word I can come up with, is to balance your metabolism out. You do need to start out with some kind of breakfast or something to eat, whatever it is. You whatever it is, I don't care. But eat something and then um, just kind of keep it balanced throughout the day. And one of the main, main, main reasons why people tell you not to eat past seven isn't because you're going to lose weight. It, that's not the catch there at all. But I think they're basing that typically on people going to sleep at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. which I would don't ever go to sleep at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so um, that would never work for me anyway. But um, what they're saying is you're supposed to allow a certain amount of time before you go to bed. Um, so that you'll be able to rest better. You'll get the most time, you'll get the best rest if your body's not having to work digesting other food. Yeah. So um, that then, I think that's one of the main reasons why they suggest not doing that is so you can um, eat throughout the day and then your body will be able to rest while it's sleeping. And that way, the following day, you if you have a more restful sleep, you'll have more energy and end up burning more calories. Exactly. Right. So um, if you hear little things like that, like, oh, don't eat past 7 o'clock and you'll lose weight, you need to ask more questions. Why? Yeah. Um, maybe it's a totally different reason than you're actually thinking. And, it, and the more you understand about um, the patterns of your health, then the better off you are. Yeah. So the, the main point of this whole reason we brought it up is just to remember to ask why and not just... To take it at face value. Right. Right. And, and also know that media interpretations and uh, these crazy um, products that are out there, their interpretations can be quite skewed. Yes. So do your research. Yes. That's Nutrition Corner. Or whatever name Whatever it's called. Alright, so that pretty wrap, pretty much wraps up our show finally. For yeah, <laughs> it's a long show. It's week. We just had so much good stuff to pack it with. <laughs> and, well, hopefully you think it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Next week, we'll have a review of my run-by-try uh, experience, my reverse try. Yeah, and hopefully I'll be able to make it to that one, so yeah. I should be able so, to commentate, hopefully. Yeah, at least be a spectator, yeah. if not, maybe participate. Maybe, maybe, but maybe. That would be sweet, if you could, even if you could just come out and watch. Yeah, I've got a long run day that day. Oh, maybe you could uh, talk to the race people while I was racing, you know, like, ask oh, them yeah. about, uh, about their business or whatever. Yeah, actually, that's a good idea. Cool. Yeah, it starts at 8, so it's not like an early, early. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice, nice. And now that I'm closer to the cool kids. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so that'll okay. be next week's show. And, of course, we'll have the usual um, crazy topics. And if you have any ideas for us, do shoot us an email or uh, give us a call at 920-482-4822. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> so, anyway, uh we have a pump-up song for you. We have a pump-up song for you. And yes, it we do. is an excellent group. It's one of my favorite bands. Yeah. And they're so new and probably you've never heard of them, but they're super cool and they are in my MP3 at all times. And it's called Wide Awake. So here's your pump-up song. Enjoy. What if I stumble? What if I fall? What if I'm the champion of the crawl? And what if I lie just to cover the truth? And what if I waste all the days of my youth? And what if I cast all my dreams in the sea? What if my greatest fear is me? 
Oh, where can I run to escape from this hell? Would you be there? Would you be there? Cardiac arrest, heart pounding out of my chest. Don't wanna become like a crash test dummy. If I let you down, will you still want me around? If I'm broken, will you still love me? What if I stayed full and color my skin? And what if I enjoy all of my sin? And what if I run just to hide from the noise? What if I like girls? What if boys? And what if I listen to all that they say? I promise forever, but then walk away. Oh, where can I run to escape from myself? Would you be there? Would you be there? Cardiac arrest, heart pounding out of my chest. Don't wanna become like a crash test dummy. And if I let you down, will you still want me around? If I'm broken, would you still love me? Cardiac arrest, heart pounding out of my chest. Don't wanna become like a crash test dummy. And if I let you down, will you still want me around? If I'm broken, would you still love me? Would you still love me? Yeah. Will you still love me? 
if I'm broken